Welcome to Shilor Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat and enjoy. We got none other than the man himself, John, tonight. What is going on, buddy? My man, Shizzle Man, Chris Shizzle. How you doing, buddy? Man, good, man. Trying to do big things here in this, the end of this 2020, man. I hear it, dude. It's, it's a year to do it because it can only go up from here because the hell with this year. Is that what they're saying, right? We started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah, there's a guy. He did that once. <laughs> he did that once. Did some drinks. Speaking of that, he brought us something to sip on, huh? Uh, yeah, a little bit of something, something. Uh, Jefferson's Grand Selection. It's got a French oak finish, so uh, I was like, you know what? It's nice, smooth, ease into Christmas, kind of yeah, nice yeah, yeah. something, so well, let's, uh, let's try some of it. All right, I'm down. Got us some two glasses here. Is Pour me up, big dog. Oh, shit. Cool. Man. Cheers it up. Is there? Right, just kidding. We can give it a, hey, I get a little clink there, so... Mm. Well, um, you want to tell everyone kind of, I know you, you're actually the second guest other than James to be on here. So, uh, it's episode four, right? Episode number four. And usually just people from the gym are listening, I think right now, but that's all right. So anyway, for those who don't know you, you that don't go to the gym. Yeah. But, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Jonathan Anderson, uh, Chris and I went to college together. Are you uh, baby? Got a few stories, uh, maybe not shared here on the mic tonight, but that was all good. Man. Kept in touch. Both doing big things right. and figuring it out. So where are you at right now? Uh, let's see here. Physically, uh, Christiansburg for the month and then uh, North Carolina for a while. And then we'll see. So it's just kind of depending on the time and what's your job, where you're going to be at? And yep. Right now I'm just chasing tail. And by that I mean uh, living with the missus. She's uh, she's going to school in North Carolina and then she'll wrap up and when she gets a job, we'll yeah. get there. Yeah. Yeah. I see, baby. I live anywhere. <laughs> nice, nice. So is that what you started doing intentionally right out of college, right out sure, of Rafford? Let's see. Right out of college, it was uh, AT&T door-to-door business sales. I was like, hello, my name is Jonathan. I'm here with Winstead Marketing on behalf of AT&T here to check your account to make sure you're getting the most value out of your promotions and services. Do that 80 times a day for several months and you will never get out of your head. So it's going door to door doing that? The door to door business. I, I was actually riding shotgun with a guy who was teaching me. We're in the ATL. <laughs> We're in a strip mall. He said, You take the right, I'll take the left. He went into a pawn shop. Apparently, the dude had heard our spiel before and yeah. got upset, brought a gun out, and told that dude if he was still there by the time he went out to the front door, he'd shoot him. So uh, we ended up not making any sales that day. But, you know, it happens. So, how long did you do that for, dude? Well, see, I did that for a few months. Uh, went into actually got my pseudo young man dream job. I was a uh, rep at a liquor store outside of Knox Vegas. I think I remember you doing that. I, I did that for a fresh two weeks, and then I uh, started my professional career uh, as a subcontractor for Eastman back in Northeast Tennessee, Kingsport. Okay, and I did that for a couple of years to kind of get my IT legs under me. Sure, and then I've been. Bouncing ever since. Been going uh, DOD contracts, non-DOD contracts. Just so sort of like a subcontractor for the government? Is that kind of what Did it is? Did that for a while. Um, doing that now. With the DOD contracts and stuff. Yeah. So I, yeah. Well, it's fun. You know, you got to fight the government. Make sure that 
they get the most for their dollar and that we get the most for ours paying taxes. Oh, hell yeah. You got any good uh, inside government stories that you want to tell us about? Uh, so, nothing something good. Oh, nothing like you good. want to talk about aliens? <laughs> well, so this is the second time this year that aliens are like, oh, we're here. Nobody gives a shit. Like, you know, we're barely able to figure out if they're going to microchip us with the coronavirus. And, oh, shit. You know, there's two tribes, people that are like, please don't give me MS. And the other tribe is like, I would literally eat three yards of dog shit if it meant I could go party in the club again. So, Well, do you think that nobody's caring about the aliens because we got corona and all this going on and now they're like, let's bring out the alien stuff? Like, it's kind of even weird, like, like the Pentagon announced they actually have found what, right. UFO stuff, not from this planet or whatever. So it's exactly that. We've been so trained by the media to say, hey, be afraid, go buy toilet paper, that now any of the fun stuff that's coming out, we don't care. Yeah, you know, the, the murder hornets, they were there for what, two weeks? Yeah, that, like right the second or third month of Corona or something. And then you had, uh, let's see here, it was aliens, uh, Russia and China messing with us for a while or yeah. doing whatever. And then who's going to win? Uh, there was the Black Lives Matter movement that uh, I think is still going. Yeah. Uh, not as strong, though, now that it's post-election and the media is like, oh, everything's great now. But, yeah, well, everyone, you know, got what they wanted. They wanted Trump out and Biden yeah. in and... So now that's that. That's what calmed them down, I guess, right? I guess. You know, people, there's a lot of, a lot on both sides that aren't happy about it because you get, you get a good, strong movement going forward and then it kind of tapers off because of the political climate changing. But then it was changing for a less aggressive, less, you know, the, the world organization hating us a little less because we're no longer being uh, represented by a very uh, bolsterous young man. I guess I want to call him that in his seventies. Who's spent about the last fifty years being rewarded for bad behavior? Like, yeah. You know, I mean, what's he? He was he was an asshole in Home Alone too. Nice oh Christmas yeah, and, forgot about that. You know, he's made made millions, lost millions, and the whole time it's all because he's able to be an asshole. Well, back in the day, he was always in like all the rap songs. And, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if they were loving him or hating him or just wanting like this because he had the money. Yeah, and that's what they were rapping about mainly. All the money. And plus, he just doesn't care who he pisses off and stuff. And, no. I don't know about the mentality or what. Uh, yeah. But for a guy who drinks, or what does he eat, McDonald's all the time or whatever, and he kicked sure. Corona, but I'm sure he was getting some oh, extra well, little help from all the... Uh, was it stem cell? That uh, was like a stem cell concoction or something? Uh, I, it wasn't bleach. Just the wrong that. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please don't drink the bleach. Uh, no, I don't know if it was stem cell or what, but it was, you know, they had it. No, no, uh, it was uh, plasma taken from people who had had Corona and beating it. That's exactly what it was, not stem cell. And they were pumping him uh, for that? Yeah, it was uh, post. Uh, so it was supposed to be plasma that had the antibodies, but uh, then, of course, have like the blood type in it, so you don't get the coagulation issues. But it was an uh, interesting, pro- or uh, not proponent, but an interesting uh, approach to trying to, you know, take the COVID. Yeah. It worked. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. You got it over in no time. Like, yeah. it was probably less than two weeks. I forgot about it like Biden. <laughs> Man, but it's so fucking weird, like how everybody reacts to it different. I mean, there's people in uh, the Mrs. Family that can't smell, or not family, it's a friend of hers, can't smell. And like because she contracted like, Corona? Like, got COVID, got better, but just can't smell now. From here on, how long has it been? A couple months. Still can't get her smell? What yeah. about taste? You still have the taste? I uh, don't know. Damn. But it's, you know. Some people are in and out and fine. Um, I think it's, uh, is it England? Southern England got a special type of COVID 
Uh, New Zealand, of course, was doing fine. They bumped up after day 102, mm-hmm. but then they're they're back to normal, keeping people out of the Shire. Yeah, I heard a bunch of different stories. India had a different strain. Then I heard, like, from here in America, East Coast had a different strain than the West Coast. But I don't know how much of that's true, but exactly that's what I was reading in the, the old internet or getting it from other podcasts. You get it. Like, there's so much information, misinformation that it's, you know, who, who do you ask? Like, for us hanging out, that's not a good idea because we should be social distancing with a mask, definitely not drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people's like, oh, it's a hoax, which, you know, there's... Those flat earthers can stay at home, in my opinion, but they're going to be running around <laughs> doing care and shit. But it's just, you know, you got to gotta live your life the best you can. You got to take measured risks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just you know, keep pushing through. I'm not going to, you know, me personally, I'm not going to stay inside all the time, but I have the benefit, fortunately, of being able to work from behind a computer. So yeah. I can stay at home. Um, but I know a lot of people, friends and family that work, you know, police, military, um, Gosh, the uh, hospital industry, especially in this area, you know, these are people that are some days going in and not being exposed once or twice, but multiple times throughout their whole days. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the NRV from Roanoke down, uh, the beds are full. People are having to be out uh, sometimes in uh, beds in the hallway, and you know, people are breathing. It's getting around, and you know, it's a lot of a lot of risk and a lot of respect to those people that are doing that work. So I agree, one hundred percent. Stuff. I could imagine being a cop. It's like, uh, like you're gonna go to a house. Like, wait, I gotta wear a mask. I don't have to wear a mask. Like, what's the rules? And you never know the rules from a societal standpoint. Yeah. Every day, it's you know, what are we gonna do? I'm it's not afraid. Some, sorry, uh, something different. You know, some some days, and depending on which state you're in, you know, because like I got family that lives in Northeast Tennessee that. I'm trying to see, but if you go across state borders, sometimes you need to self-quarantine, which is easy for somebody like me because, again, behind a computer. Yeah. But, you know, you get somebody like my lady who's going to school, and it's like, well, do we have to do it 14 days before she goes back to school? How? What's the frequency of testing? Right. Do you, you know, obviously you limit the amount of people that you interact with. You call people. Mm-hmm. Definitely the year for, sorry, grandma, here's a phone call, and I love you, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, my family already had to cancel their side of Thanksgiving and Christmas this year, and my right. grandma's like eighty six or seven, and hurts her, man, because that's like her time to bring everyone together. But that's it, yeah. And you know, it's one of my biggest things. I'm afraid. I, I think if I got it, I would probably be okay. You're just sexy either way. Like, hey. <laughs> I hope so. Knock on wood. But my biggest thing is like giving it to somebody else and feeling it like a fucking dick bag, you right? Know? And that's. You know, get, catching up with the comorbidities, uh, comorbidities mm-hmm. is really, it's those people that need to be protected that you got to be a little bit socially aware. I'm all about, you know, doing your own thing, being your own man or woman, you know, projecting yourself in a way of confidence and living your life and sometimes just saying F you to the man. But there comes a time where don't be a dick. Like, just wear a mask. Like, I ain't asking you to put on a full hazmat suit. Exactly. I mean, I ain't asked nobody ugly to wear a tarp. Shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, put on a mask. Not yeah. to be ugly, but for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. But no, I mean, yeah, that's what I don't get. Like, I don't personally like wearing a mask, but if it makes other people feel comfortable, that's fine. I'll wear it all day long. No big deal. Uh-huh. Like, it, there's bigger issues out there. I mean, I'll be okay. And plus, I'm in and out of a store or whatever in 10, 15 minutes. All right, yeah. I can do that. Go in, go out, done. Yeah, right? You don't have to sit there. I'm not walking in a Kroger spitting in people's faces and like, or, or licking fruit and being like, hey, you know, uh, 
Like, like, why would you do that? It's like, oh, I think I might have COVID. I was like, Jesus Christ, I know you got downs, but you can't spread that thing. <laughs> Did you hear about uh, some of the universities actually having COVID parties and stuff? Well, that was early on the get. Yeah. And, I was know, like, the, what the fuck are y'all doing? Well, you, you get a group of young people that are like, okay, we're going to hit herd immunity. And I'm, I'm trying to go off the idea that they're not complete morons. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, okay, we're going to go get herd immunity. We're in the least risky position to be able to catch this, be done with it, and go forward. I was like, okay, I get that. But then you don't know enough about this virus, the long-term side effects. Like We've not been able to see what's going on in terms of you know decreased lung function over five years. I mean, we can't even do it over one year. We don't know if it's uh, decreasing cardiovascular uh, output. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, heart's at like 80% now that you got COVID. Congratulations. You're going to be winded every time you run. I mean, I'm winded now, so... Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> it's tough. Um, but if the whole thing got the world to start washing their damn hands, it's not the worst thing. Exactly. Actually, they get a little cleaner going on. Yeah. People are like, oh, I, I didn't know I needed soap and toilet paper. It's like, God, if you didn't know now, it's like, well, I'm, I'm glad you found out. <laughs> yeah, we're not living in the dark ages anymore. Like, come on, man. Well, yeah. Like I was talking about the other day, like there's still people hiding from like Y2K. So uh, – all right, you said that, yeah, and I heard that, yeah. And I, I mean, hate, I hate to say I believe it because there's there's no point in time that people, <laughs> hey, he, he understands. <laughs> like there, there's always somebody that's going to latch on to the belief of absolute absurdity. It's like, oh, you know, Y two K happened. I'm going to be in a bunker. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you've been there that long, I think you're okay now. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless, like you're either going to stay there because you're in it to win it. You got to, right? Hopefully not if you got kids. Like, imagine... Well, you, you know, bring your kids down there and everything, right? You think you would have Brendan to. Fraser? The Blast yeah. from the Past movie? Yeah. I mean, but I think if, you know, you're building a, a bunker and just for that reason, it's like, hey, this is for my whole family. You're just not out for your own self, right? I mean, you're out for your, you know, singular family unit, I guess, unless you're, you know, got like a underground community, which that's, you know, Las yeah. Vegas style. Las Vegas style. You know about that. No. The, uh, so Las Vegas, to keep their homeless population off of the streets, actually have built, well, I don't know if they built it on purpose, but their sewer system houses over 2,000 homeless at this time, maybe more now. So they're putting homeless people in their sewers. Well, so homeless people, the sewers are nice enough that homeless people can live down there. And there's a large population, but that's why you never see them on the streets. In Las Vegas, as opposed to like LA, LA and and New York, San Francisco, Miami, San Fran. So it's, well, how can you live in a fucking shoot? Well, they, they pop up. They don't. They're they're not relegated to oh. the basement. But you know, it's uh, <laughs> like you just go down there to sleep and yeah, yeah. eat. Got their stuff down there. Google okay. it sometimes. Crazy. I've never even heard about Las Vegas doing that. It's like mole people, but uh, you know, again, they like they come up, they kind of do their business, and it's uh, I think at times more sanitary than if they were on the streets of you know New York. No, no offense in New York, but I'm just saying. Well, is, those, is that one of the keys to actually fixing the homeless thing in this country? Um, it is as close to free housing that any city has gotten to, which is sad. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's usually just we'll build tent cities or whatever and just put pop them up there. So think of it like an underground uh, concrete tent city, but still, you got uh, you know only so much room and space that is also not accounted for. Like they, they didn't build this solely with that in mind. Like it's, it's a two part. It is a sewage system. So right. it's uh 
That's weird. Mm-hmm. And we get, uh, what is it, you know, trillions of dollars coming in and out of the economy. Some businesses are uh, essential. Some aren't, depending on if you're Lowe's. You know, but I, I do appreciate the fact that they were keeping people occupied and that people were building stuff and doing all the home add-ons and moving in, selling out and all that. But mm-hmm. at the same token, people have been moving and shaking. The economy's been going, yeah. up and along. Some people have lost their jobs. Some people have found new jobs, opportunities in college because all of that going around. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, well, why am I going to pay full college tuition for a college experience where I'm sitting at home behind my laptop? Like, right. I'm sorry, uh, University of Phoenix just went out of business. Timing was shit in that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Was it Trump University and Phoenix at the same time? Because people were like, I don't believe in online university. Boom, 2020. Two years later. What? So. Damn, that's tough times, man. Yeah. Well, maybe it needs to happen, too, because universities are just outrageous with their it's tuition the, now. I mean, an economist that's either Harvard or for... Um, Yale or Princeton, one of the Ivy Leagues that said there's no other industry since the 1950s that has done so little to improve their business model, but has garnered the increased costs associated with it, as well as the return on investment depreciation. So used to, you know, even in like the 70s and 80s, you would go to college and you're like, I'm going to spend 10, 15 grand, but I'm going to get a job that's immediately netting me that much more per annum. Sometimes double. So you're looking at like, oh, you know, I, I get out making 15 versus 35 or 40. It, it's worth it to burn that year. But now you're going to college and some of these places are, I mean, I don't know what our old alma mater is running for an undergrad. I, don't, I should know. I worked there, but like what, 13, 14 grand maybe a year? I could I, be wrong. Don't, that's a, that's yeah, don't quote we'll, me on we'll that. We'll say a flat 10. We'll say a smooth 40. Yeah, like it was probably about 10 when we were there. Yeah. I mean, let's just say a smooth 40. Okay. All right. And that's if you go four years. That's if you go four years yeah. and you graduate. But now all of a sudden, you know, you graduate and you're like, well, man, I hope I make 40 a year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's not in addition to your income. That's, you know, 40 flat. And so it hasn't, the, uh, the cost of doing business has not increased commiserately with the price that you get. And people are just like, you know, why not start my own business? People are doing, you know, uh, starting their own business, doing podcasts, for instance. Yeah. And, you know, the gaming industry, I think Radford and ETSU finally have their first, it was last year, started doing um, e-games as a legitimate college scholarship. And I think it should be almost, too. Yeah. Dude, I wish I'd have gotten that when I was playing. Yeah, like that's when we were back and going to the school. That's what I tell a lot of my friends. So we used to play Gears of War and stuff like yeah. on during this party and drink or whatever. But still, yeah, like kind of what you're saying, like that was the narrative of me growing up is that you got to go get an education to make money. Right. Like, and like if, you know, the high, and the more schooling you get, obviously the more money you'll make coming out and, you know, yeah. and that was obviously that I maybe back in what, like you said, the sixties all the way up to eighties ish before, yeah. before internet was big because mm-hmm. colleges, like they had all the books, they had all the places you had to go and learn everything where now you internet, I can go Google anything I want to. I was YouTube and stuff on how to do a podcast. See, that's where I learned everything mostly. And what others were doing. Yeah. MIT offers uh, free classes, so they'll put their classes online, and it's specifically targeted for uh, poor communities that maybe uh, people want to be able to learn a subject but don't have access to anything other than you know a streaming internet. And they obviously they'll give you a degree if you attend all the courses, but it's like the, a certificate. No, no, but uh, it's the knowledge. So they're basically like, we're giving you the knowledge for free. We don't expect anything in return. You don't have to give us a shout out or anything. It's just. Like, here is our knowledge. 
do with it what you will. And MIT, again, is one of the most prestigious and hardest to graduate universities in the country. So what kind of classes are they offering? Is uh, it just, is it, they're engineering? Is yeah. that a technology? Yeah, Institute of Technology. Uh, is it, yeah. Technology? Massachusetts. 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 Boston. Yeah. Boston. <laughs> uh, I got my khakis uh, in my pants. So. so you don't, so you take this course for free, a course, yeah. but you, I mean, can you put it on your resume? Do you have anything, no, you know? You just have the knowledge. And again, it's to be able to say, okay, now I have the working knowledge to be able to do something like a trade. Trade schools are blowing up right now because people, it's like, hey, I got my degree in fine arts with a sub in Latin. All right, great. Um, I'm still going to charge you 40 bucks an hour as a plumber to you know fix your pipes that just burst. Yeah. And they're like, I can't make that now living in a big city where rent is too damn high. Yeah, like New York. You're just packed on top of each other, just paying for like a room this big for like what, a grand plus? Oh, great. Grand is it, let, you, let you walk past a room like this and look at it and say, thank you, sir. Um, I mean, they're what? DC is still slightly cheaper, even with the Amazon move in. And I know people getting 900 square feet for 15 to 1800, depending. What do you mean the Amazon move? Amazon moved to DC or so put Amazon. a HQ so, up there? So a couple years ago, Amazon was doing the big HQ move. And okay. they're like, we're going to put uh, one of our HQs in a city and they had the city's bid against it. It was kind of weird and New York didn't like it and flat out told Amazon, well, you can choose us or not, um, right. but F you, we're right. not going to bend to your will. So Amazon said, all right, DC, here we come. So 20,000 20, high paying fresh jobs came to a place that already has a ton of high paying jobs. The housing market went from ridiculously high to super high. And, you know, it's just, it went from, I think it was like a 15, 20% increase over three years. Really? How do you do that? And already a place that was, uh, when I was living up in the Northern Virginia area, you get a, Three bedding, like seventeen hundred on an apartment. So it was, uh, it was something. How big was the apartment? Those three bedrooms. Three three bedrooms. Uh, like small. Eleven twelve hundred square feet, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. This was like the living room. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say that's, that's roughly the size room. of my crib. Yeah. Wow. For like uh, nearly two grand. Damn. So that's when Amazon was going up there. Yeah, Amazon's there now. They're doing their thing. Uh, Weren't they trying to move to Blacksburg or put something in Blacksburg? So I just found this out, funny enough, we're talking about plumbing. I just found out that Pulaski, uh, I think it's Pulaski, is putting up a solar farm in order to uh, hopefully draw business to this area. So I'm hoping that it goes through well. And uh, they got some farmers on board. So I think it's a 10 or 30-year lease. And they're going to put up you know, the solar farm to be able to produce electricity, hopefully draw a big business. Okay, so Southwest Virginia. Um, when I was, buddy, but a young young man, was already thinking about fiber. Put a fiber backbone in two thousand seven to ten range. Yeah, I got I got fiber in my parents' house. That's almost as fast as when I was living up in uh, Arlington, and uh, it's, it's ridiculous. And they live out in nowhere. I know. I've been there. Yeah. Like now, you have fiber internet. There. Fiber. We don't even have fiber internet in Radford, right? So somebody was looking into the future, and. The more that we get the uh, you know the cyber backbones, uh, I know it, it didn't work out so well. What was the Tennessee? Was it Memphis? Either Memphis or no, it was Chattanooga. Chattanooga put the first gigabit backbone of a city in the U.S. and they were hoping to draw a business that did primarily IT, which was the other thing about you know drawing Amazon. Amazon, um, two thousand, 
I just know a lot of random shit because no, that's good, man. I try to you know drink and know shit. Um, Game it was two thousand. Yeah, back when it was good. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to throw you, you off there. You made me bitch for days. <laughs> I didn't mean to throw you off there. Go ahead. Um, so Amazon and like two thousand fifteen or sixteen was they lost one quarter. It was like seventy eight million dollars on their uh, store. Where okay, you, you buy shit and you ship it. it was like. They lost. It was somewhere in the ridiculous tens of millions that they lost money with that, but they made almost half a billion dollars in a quarter offering their cloud services. And now everything's, you know, Apple started off with the cloud. It's, it's cute. It's nice. Everything's great. Yeah. And it's all fluffy and nobody knows where it goes. It's server farm. So AWS has server farms all over. It's great. They, um, really reduce costs of trying to maintain that. It's not a shameless plug for Amazon. I'm just, Saying that uh, Google's also doing the same thing. So don't hate me, Google. They, they got my Gmail. They're, they're tracking my shit. Nah, I know what you mean. But you know these these companies are now growing and doing cloud services, and they're trying to go to places that are traditionally low rent. And it's not because they're looking to exploit poor people in those areas. They're just trying not to pay the outrageous prices. Yeah. Now they're. Is always the added benefit, though, of if you don't have to build your own infrastructure, mm-hmm. then you don't have to pay for it. So if you can combine a place like D.C. that has hubs where, you know, you are getting this true fiber connection or greater versus coming out to a place, Pulaski, Radford, this area, the NRV, and you can pay, you know, 10 cents for every dollar, put up a server farm, tell people that they can buy a house for you know, I mean, you can get a mansion out here for 300K mm-hmm. and, you know, 700K, you couldn't get a crack house in D.C. almost. Oh, I mean, for sure. You might be able to, but it's going to not. It's not there's going to be tenants already there. nothing pretty. No. And, you know, it's just it's good to be able to see places do the investment to grow and hopefully it'll even, you know, bring down the cost of power, electricity for the people in this area. And, you know, high tide raises all ships. The more people who get into jobs that are, you know, in a field that deals with transportation technology will have more or disposable income, which will allow people who are in trades to have more work to do because the bigger the house, the more the facilities are there, they're going to have more work to do. And so, again, it just brings everybody up, hopefully brings up the cost of living, um, the wages go up. And I like to see uh, that kind of the dogs are a little angry. Yeah. I'd like to see that sort of growth going. But I'm so a, that's I'm a dreamer. What, this is kind of what Chattanooga was ultimately trying to do. They were trying to leverage it. It happened a little bit, but then everybody was it, like, ah, oh, shit, it's Chattanooga. So <laughs> it just never really built to what they thought it would be? No, nah, I mean, you can get good internet there. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, some businesses went there, but it was mostly existing. It kept uh, some businesses, I think, from leaving. And I couldn't tell you right off the top of my head a significant business that was uh, there. So, so do you think other cities who are trying to do this, will Silicon Valley slowly start to get away or Silicon Valley this? Well, people, you think more people, like a lot of people seem to be already moving from California. Um, so D- that, DC, you're seeing a large drain from that area because again, if, if you don't have to be there, why be there? And so you're getting people to move out into the more rural areas, places that traditionally you have people whose median income would be well less than like 50 K all of a sudden you're getting an influx of people who may be more than 75, more than a hundred even 
because they're able now to work from home and do stuff. So now they're buying things from that area. Now, a lot of it, of course, is Amazon shipping stuff in, and that doesn't affect the local economy. But if you get like, you know, local vendors, like, you know, pizzeria, the grub hubs now, you know, coming up and uh, now we can finally get alcohol delivered to our door. Yeah, no doubt. I'll cheers to that. Oh, yeah. Salute, brother. And, uh, yeah. you know, the, the idea that you have more people living in an area that have more disposable income will bring up the ability of that area to provide better services, which, you know, growing up as a kid in Southwest Podunk, nowhere, <laughs> still kind of like it. Southwest Virginia, Northeast Tennessee, yeah. the major complaint was always there's nothing to do. Well, why is there nothing to do? Because ain't nobody got no money to do nothing. Yeah. It's like, it's like, what'd you do for dinner? I went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and what'd you have for dessert? I slept hard. <laughs> I slept even harder. No, oh, man. I didn't realize. I'm trying to I kind of lost my train of thought, but. Huh. Well, I'm sitting there trying to rack that in my brain right now. Well, it's all like two two major things will affect a uh, area's ability to grow, and that's their. I mean, I guess ultimately it's one thing: it's infrastructure. So you either have your travel infrastructure, or you have now uh, IT, which wasn't available in the '80s and '90s, and even the early 2000s. But you yeah, think, it was uh, starting to come up. Yeah. Well, Roanoke um, was it Stone moved to Roanoke. Now they're uh, East Coast West Coast. They're doing their brewing because uh, Roanoke has. The uh, natural river system that flows through Stone Brewery. Yeah. Arrogant bastard. We were talking about this the other, the other week, and maybe that was a brewery I was thinking of trying to go to Roanoke or yeah. didn't go to Roanoke. I mean, I'm gay. I'm ready. <laughs> no, they actually, uh, kind of switching gears here, but they've had actually a couple of different uh, little small breweries pop up there. Have you been there in a while? No. Uh, I've heard, heard good things. I mean, ones like Big Lick, um, Golden okay. Cactus, uh, right. and that Ballast Point was there, but it went out. A business, of course. I don't know if it went out of business. I heard two different stories, but I think their main place is based out of San Diego. Okay, because uh, I still see their beer. Yeah, yeah. I think just that brewery went out. I think from what I understood, like the place was super nice, and it just completely they just broke much. the bank. Yeah, trying to build it up, make it nice, and it just nobody was. You know, they just couldn't get the business there. Kevin Costner lied to us. You can build it, but that doesn't mean they'll come. Damn it, Kevin! <laughs> no, right. I didn't mean to switch gears on beer there, but man, yeah. No, it's uh, good. Talk about Asheville. Asheville is a place that uh, will we'll go that direction. Has really built up their infrastructure based on the fact that they're in a beautiful area. My boy got married down there. Yeah. And uh, I remember Asheville in the last five years, I think. Uh, yeah, because it was 20, at the time it was like 2017, mm-hmm. 16. I don't know. He's been married a while now. But uh, it had already went from a place that people would, like the locals would go to and buy some like artisans and craft stuff and now, you know, there's uh, condos that are ranging in like the 1.2 million range. Yeah, that's a nice area. Yeah. It's gorgeous, but it's, I mean, it's it's in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. But I mean, they've built it up just around, it's just breweries and food though. Right. So it's just all tourist attractions. Yeah. But now that... Um, there's no really, what, where do, where do you go work there? Internet. So that's just, seriously. Try to get an online IT? Yeah. You can get, uh, you do your do your business online. You know, people are starting up, uh, I know Amazon, now you do your fulfillment centers you can rent space. Like one of the uh, one of the legitimate ways of starting your own business and moving forward was to start a business. You and this was before twenty twenty and the mm-hmm. uh, embargoes on China. But you would set up your storefront. You would be able to rent holding space at Amazon, and you would actually have shipments of things come in from China. They would hit that. Amazon would do the work for you, and then when people bought stuff. They would ship it for you. You would just say, hey, you know, ship this here. 
And that automation allowed a lot of small vendors access to a very large market. It was, uh, it was popular, worked well. At, uh, I think it was similar to what Alibaba did. What is Alibaba? So Ali, Alibaba is what Amazon would be in like Asia. Oh, so it's their version. Yeah. So Jack, Jack Ma was like a homeless dude and started Alibaba in the 90s, early 2000s. And it blew up. And that's one of the things, if you ever go on their website, you can get like 10,000 glass jars for a thousand bucks or something. And, you know, it's all that stuff shipped in from China. Now, people who are growing their business and getting things from that, it's like, you know, shipped, shipped from an American company. The stuff's made in China, which, I mean, that's the Walmart business model after Sam died. He was a good guy. I liked him. I never got to meet him, but uh, I never all, did. I worked all there the for like stories three, great. three and a half or four years. I never met him. Right? If you did, though, you'd be like, Bruh. what up, Sam? Yeah. You got a discount card? <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, I mean, give me them kicks. So, so Alibaba. So they only sell like in bulk? So they, when you say 10,000 glass jars. So they, they sell predominantly in bulk. You can buy things like as, as an Asian consumer, you could buy things probably at a much smaller volume because they're not trying to ship it. But if you're going to ship something overseas, doesn't make sense to have, you know, three plastic whistles shipped. But now, 100,000 plastic whistles? All right. You know, you're, you're paying three cents a whistle, so on a 50 cents, all of a sudden, boom, you're making money. So they do sell internationally, but it's just if you buy 3,000 right. whistles and do whatever you just mm-hmm. said. And it's also a nice way to be able to network. So a business will have their information on Alibaba. And it's actually the same thing now that Amazon does. So you can go, and again, it seems like a damn Amazon commercial, but... Uh, you know, you can go and you can click on a vendor, pull them down and say, okay, this is what I'd like to do and you know, go forward with that. And I want to contact this vendor directly. You know, they make glass bottles. Well, I want to make a, a glass bowl. Yeah. Do they do that? Maybe they can. I want to talk to them, you know, and you can work out side businesses that way. But otherwise, you'd have to maybe, you know, Google, go to a place and say, hey, somebody that can do glass bowls. Then you got to go to customer service and that may or may not be correct. Now you've got a platform that allows you to do the communication much faster, almost in real time, and you can pick your shop. And you can also see, you know, all the information of people are like, oh, they're a great vendor. These guys are shit. So, I mean, knowledge is key and a lot of of ways to grow and make stuff work. Doesn't matter if you, like you said, the guy was a homeless guy, right? He was a homeless guy and he retired. He sold his, uh, he always wanted to be a teacher apparently. So now he's a teacher. So he sold Alibaba? Yeah. And now he's just he's like a, a teacher. Top, he's in the top 10 or top 20 wealthiest people in the world. I was going to say, why? I mean, just he just had that passion just to teach, yeah. follow your dreams. He's like, I want to do it. Yeah. He's like, I got, I got oh. A-Rab money, so. Okay. Oh, this was my thought earlier. So we're talking about different companies working from home and stuff. Do you think, like, you know, when COVID hit, New York almost became a. Ghost town. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So do you think we're going to see a trend of these big cities, almost people just getting the hell out of there saying like, I can do, if we're behind a computer, why, why do I have to come into this new, to New York or LA or San Fran to do my job? Well, you'll, it'll be two groups of people. You'll have the people who want to stay. Because just for the city they, aspect? I mean, they love the city, you know, and you think of what a big city like New York provides. You're talking about public transportation, access to almost any kind of entertainment that you want. You want to see a Broadway show? Yeah, you just walk down the stairs and you're out there and. Go get something to eat or go on a Broadway show, like you said, go see a game, yeah. anything. That's Compared it. to here, you got to drive an hour to do anything. Yeah, it's like, what I do? I, well, I stuck a stick in the mud because uh, the creek was you know, kind of dry. Same kind of fun. Yeah. 
but but see, yeah. you think we'll see that or like we've like you said this this a divided yeah i mean we've seen people leave i think the people that are in it to win it are there now and the people that are either on the fence um or were going to leave are gone yeah and a lot of people are also like what does post covid in the us look like you know are we going to go back to you know 2019 where we didn't know we had a good yeah are we going to go to some sort of blended, you know, why do I come into work? Um, don't know. Eliminate our carbon footprint and all that. Yeah. Well, what is it? Um, the first two weeks of COVID, we uh, like cleaned out, what is it, like LA? You could see the horizon for the first time. Yeah, like all the uh, emissions or sulfur or whatever it is. Yeah. Sulfur. Yeah. Like you actually could see a lot of things and like it was the healthiest air we've ever had in so many years. Yeah. Um, there were dolphins swimming in Venice. Like in the Yeah, house. they came back or something. They haven't been there in years. No. I forgot about that. And it's all over the world. It's like nature is healing. Yeah. Earth that seals itself. World crystals and, were like. And we're the, uh, the, the poison of earth. And it's not really. Yeah. yeah. It's just us. Not anything else in general. Right. Ain't that what they say? Yeah. Well, they. I, they. I mean, I say they. And then I said the women with crystals. I've never seen a man with crystal. I'm waiting. But I just haven't seen one. Maybe one day, right? One day. Who knows what 2021 will be. Yeah, with crystals, that's it. Yeah. And what do they do? They, they speak to the aliens. What do you think about this, by the way? It's smooth. It's real smooth. I'm a Buffalo Trace kind of man or makers, but this man. is, I'm, I feel like I'm just sipping on this chilling, man. Got a little kick and I'm just easy. You know, like, oh. hey, get that. <laughs> I want, uh, we were talking about liquor the other day and like, you know, being poor in college and what we could buy. Oh. <laughs> I <laughs> dude, you called it. Tenai. You called it, brother. Dude, I wanted. Me and James were talking about it. I was like, man, for getting a fifth for like ten bucks or whatever. God, ten high was makes like me want to vomit now. One of the big, <laughs> dude. Yeah, you just get it back in your mouth and the worst hangovers you could think of in the morning. But <laughs> God, How, how'd you cure that hangover? Washed it down with a Bojangles spicy chicken biscuit. Yeah, Bojangles, right? Bojangles. <laughs> But no, man, I wanted like fucking 10 high. I brought back memories and I was like, oh, dude, I'm pretty sure I scrubbed some of mine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Scrub some of yours. Scrubbed them. Dead. Yeah, dude. But yeah, that drinking like Bush Light or Natty Light and just fucking. Keystone Light. Keystone, man. I forgot they even made that. Dude, that was was my, uh, my coming home beer. We went through four dudes, like two kegs a week. Damn. Yeah. Dude, I think it'd be the size looking at food and beer. <laughs> yeah, you just don't look at it good like this, right? It's like, nah. Do you remember, hopefully Matt Dalton listens to this one, but the time we went oh, down dude. to your town and went, you took us out drinking? Dude, I, that dude, I remember. Matt sold his shoes for 100 bones. Dude, and not only did he sell his shoes, but uh, I liked how you guys closed the bar down, which Dang. is she she closed the bar down, goes into the back, and you guys just walk behind the bar, so pour yourself drinks. <laughs> well, like, there was nobody in there. We're just like, well, what do we do? And they were like, well, we'll just make another drink. Huh. This last call, like, you know, half an hour prior, but you were, <laughs> I think you were listening to Matt negotiate shoe prices. Yeah, no, no, we, we didn't know anything about that, but it was just like, well, we must just make ourselves a drink. But then, like, all she did was say, get out of here. Don't be doing that shit. And we were just, oh, sorry, we didn't know. Yeah. And she did not, they didn't call the cops or anything. I was like, fuck. Coming right. out of that, that night, I was like, she's like, well, they, they, they tip nice, so I guess one more drink. <laughs> God, what? Well, ain't gonna kill him. I remember being young. Yeah. Good uh, stuff, though. Yeah. For sure, man. We had a lot of good times. We had a lot of fun in college, I think. Uh, I there like there that. might have been a time or two. Uh, there's more in a time or two. 
Yeah, at least I can talk about. I'm not saying all, I'll put it all out here on the air. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how um, how you went and pulled that magic at 7-Eleven. Remember that? Uh, so, the, the nose magic? Ooh, the so, diamond yeah. ring girl? Di- or whatever, diamond nose? Dude, I, I still could not tell you what in the world you said to that girl. And she didn't understand a word either. And you're just like throwing it out like, hey, girl. Well, you, you gave me the look first. So <laughs> you give me the look. And you were hammered out of your mind. It's like, what in the world? And you look at this girl. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and you, you look at this girl. And you're like, Hey, oh, I agree. Yeah, I, I'll be, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, high a little bit. Anyway. Like, I can't understand a word you're saying. And this girl looks visibly confused. And she's just looking at you like, what the? And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Can't even make out a word, I bet. Can't make a word. Not a single one. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, you know, shiny nose ring. Clear as a bell. And she looks at you and no shit. It's like, my nose ring is shiny. You want my number? <laughs> and I was like, I got to learn at the foot of the master right dude, here. Dude. Oh, man. I wish it was that easy now. Damn, but nah, but yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Like, I don't even remember any of that. Probably. I don't oh, even, I know you didn't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> probably. I don't even know if I, I hope she I, I asked you about that and you're like, dude, and you pulled up your phone. You're like, that's what that number is. I don't even think you put word in there. It's like just sort of gibberish. Yeah. I probably never called that girl. I'm pretty sure I did. It's all right. Well, I hope she's doing well. Yeah. If, not, if you are listening to this. She's hateful. Nah, yeah. Well, yeah. If you're a mean girl. No, no. But no, nah, man. That was... All I had on my mind was taquitos and see her. Yeah, like, quats. Yeah, dude. Like, that was the move back in the day. Get out of BTs and walk over to 7-Eleven. And, well, dude. That was... Maybe some fucking taquitos. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> back when... Um, before... Who's it? It's like Highlander Pizza or whatever. Because uh, it used to be Chauncey's. Remember, I called them right before they closed down and said, you know, uh, give me some regulars. Yeah, Highlander's still here. Um, they moved right there, right across from, right beside McAdoo's almost. Okay, yeah. And they're yeah. Um, they're the ones that sell the Highlander rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Benny's Pizza's here now. I don't know if okay. you know that. And then we got Jimmy John's over there. and Like JJ's. So it's, yeah. it's coming together. Yeah, I mean, everything's changed, though. I mean, BT's is still the same, but. The, the corner at the bottom of the hill doesn't ever seem to be able to do well though and that's the uh the one where it used to be the uh asian owned gas station and then you had screamers yeah and all that you can't get anything in there and that gas station i don't remember the last time i seen it open uh well i know it ain't open i remember i didn't know if it was was it even open during college yeah because i remember my uh couple of my boys uh frank jones was one of them frank. He, turned, he turned 21 before i did and i said yeah man why don't you go buy me some alcohol here's ten dollars yeah and he like Went in there and bought the worst shit imaginable. What was it like? Was it Four Locos still around? Four Locos, they got big about, I think I remember my like junior, senior year. It was, oh God. Because we played that fucking race. Ojo Malo. It was a black can with green eyes. It tasted like vomit. It was Ojo Malo. O-J-O. Well, it means bad eye or black eye. And it was. God. It was like if, uh, if Tang had hobo sex with steel reserve and they doubled the alcohol that they took straight from 10 high. And I mean, it, you would drink it. And the only, only thing that you knew is that if you finished the can, you were getting lit. Like that was the only pro to that. You're like, I'm, you know, you're going to be hammered. You you're going to be where you want to be on that one. Yeah. You, you couldn't finish it and stay sober. It didn't matter who you were. Shit. But finishing it, that was your, uh, your crusade. Look where we are now, just sitting here drinking actually some Jefferson's Grand Selection. Actually, yeah. some good stuff, right? 
I'll take it. I mean, no uh, doubt, dude. I couldn't imagine like if somebody pulled out a bottle of ten high right now, like oh. So um, actually, um, a buddy of mine turned me on to a group. I'm gonna start checking them out called Whiskey Tribe. Whiskey and Tribe. They just did a video, and it's on how to improve cheap liquor with tea. And so I'm a I'm a big enthusiast of all brewed things. So sure. whiskey, beer, tea, coffee. Like if you can brew it, I'm gonna try it. Okay. Um, no, you're not. I'm gonna caveat that. There's some weird shit people brew, but you know they were taking. Uh, I think one of them was Seagram Seven, and they were like pouring it over tea to alter the flavor and make it more palatable. I'm game. You know, you've heard those old stories where you take uh, cheap vodka and put it through a Brita filter. Yeah, I've never done it because I'm not that. an idiot. But I'm willing to, you know, be an idiot once just to give it a shot and say, hey, you know what? I was right to not do this. <laughs> I chose wisely. Like, yep. Yeah. So I was, I was dumb once, now twice. But so what is it called? Whiskey Tribe? Whiskey Tribe. And that's right. and that's all. Have you you've been trying it right now? Or? No, no, no. So there, there's YouTube group. Same thing. Oh, you know, okay, um, okay. I got a little little place that they uh, do like whiskey demos. They bring people on. They drink whiskey. Talk about it. It's pretty neat. So they're like kind of connoisseurs, like uh, what do you call yeah. the pe- people who drink wine and uh, uh, sommelier? Yeah, you go. Like a, was, so is it like the same word for whiskey? Uh, yes, it's called alcoholic, <laughs> and uh, we're great people. So, oh, as he just chugs, nice, nice. But, no, okay. So is that something you think you might want to get in? You you're going to get into? Well, I mean, I've enjoyed whiskeys for. Well, I remember it seems like you're always the guy who brought us actually good whiskey whenever, like, it was like, John, come, like, what? After we got out of college and stuff, like, you'd actually bring us, like, some older shit that was like, hey, this is eight, like, 12 plus years. Look at this. It's like, it's like 10 highs older brother. What is it? Not 10 highs. It's like, no, you don't take shots of this. You actually just drink it. it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you don't just try to get fucked up on it. It's like, actually, you actually enjoy the taste. Right. Opposed to just like, how drunk can I get off this? I mean, you can get you can get lit off of a, a good bottle, but you don't have the hangover, and that's a that's lot. the key at this point in my life, man. I can't do it anymore. I, I, I don't crawl. know about you, but that's I crawl. It's like I hydrate before, during, and after. Yeah, dude, I'm taking like my pills, <laughs> a couple hours before I go to sleep, chugging water when I run to the bathroom so nobody sees it or whatever. Right, dude. I'm just like, man, I, I ain't doing. It. I ain't waking up like that anymore. No, I can't, and especially function as a uh, proper adult. Yeah, and just get up just, and do things. My it's like, brain just hurts, dude. Like you know, like I wake up, you know, and it's just you can just tell the fucking difference. Like you know, like I, I choose, like I'll just eat whatever. Like I'm not thinking correctly. Like like I can't remember. Like half the time when I start about getting on this podcast, when I start going, I right. can't think of anything. But especially when I'm hungover, I'm just like, if you were to say like two plus two is sixteen, okay, that's oh, fine. That sounds great, man. Yeah, man. Sounds right, my book. You're thinking about not suffering. Yeah, like it's just like this make me feel right. <laughs> right, and that that brings it back around. I think that hopefully after 2020, 2021, people are we're going to get to whatever that balance is, and people are going to start suffering because you know a lot of a lot of rough times this year. A lot of people who have you know suffered from uh, depression, you know, not being able to socialize is one of the few things that can actually cause schizophrenia and insanity. So. We haven't seen what the isolation tactics, which are part of public health, have done to public health from a mental health perspective. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that, you know, things kind of get to a good balance. The vaccine works without giving people – is it Bell's palsy? 
Uh, like, there were there was some reports like it was like four or five people got Bell's palsy. It was like four or five out of three thousand. Yeah, it was a small percentage, but still, I mean. So, have you got the vaccine? No. Are you? I don't. Well, first of all, it's not been offered up to me right. because I'm not in the healthcare industry. So, sure. people, uh, first responders, healthcare, um, the I guess uh, police. So, first responders, police, firefighters, healthcare are on the uh, short list to have the vaccines. And of course, Congress, which if there was ever a group of people I want to have test out the virus uh, or the uh, vaccine to see if <laughs> yeah, it works. See if they get it. I'm good. As a matter of fact, they can test out every version of it beforehand. Uh, I'm cool with that. So if, if I had somebody come over to the house, do you think you would take it right now? The vaccine? I don't know. Because, I mean, it'd be kind of weird somebody coming over to the house late at night and be like, well, shot of that vaccine. Okay, like, okay. Nah, metaphorically nah, speaking. Like, like, we're old boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I say I was rich and famous, had a special doctor who could hook us up and Man, like, I was, is it the Pfizer, it. Pfizer, Pfizer, and I uh, couldn't tell you the other one. It starts with an M, I think. Um, it's the one. Well, I think that might be the one that just came around either this year or last year. Like, there's a group. It's very peculiar that one of the groups. I'm not, not going to go into conspiracy. I'm just saying that one group that has a lead on the vaccine happens to be a group that's less than two years old as a company. So it's kind of interesting. But again, you know, aliens twice in one year, nobody gives a shit. So. Exactly. And the big metal rod came up out of nowhere in what, Utah or whatever. Oh, yep. Nobody gives a shit about Utah. Exactly. But anyway, so you, you think you would consider taking it right now? I'd consider it. I mean, it's, it's a vaccine. You know, it, it's a weird concept that people are so terribly afraid of a vaccine when we've spent the last 150 years-ish, maybe more. When was uh, the first vaccine was... Uh, Small or yeah, smallpox. And that was when they started introducing cowpox as a shot. And that was, uh, I couldn't tell that dude's name off the top, but that was one of the first vaccines. And people were like, oh, you, you mean I'm not going to die? And then it's so like, oh, MMR. Oh, I'm not going to get measles, mumps, or rubella. Sign me up. Um, oh, I don't want to get uh, chickenpox, chickenpox shot. We don't want to get hepatitis. We don't want to get um, tetanus. You know, we take tons of vaccines. So for the anti-vaxxers, and uh, eh, I feel like they're not going to have to be worried about too long. They're either going to be in their bunkers or uh, you know, some weed themselves out. Yeah, but it's this new. They're of the strains that are not the strains, but I guess the vaccines that are being tested. One of them is actually a new technology, and it uh, affects the RNA. I couldn't tell you how it works, but it, the reason that it's so. Uh, or getting so much skepticism is because of the pushback of the type of technology. It's never been used before. It's not the traditional, we're going to take a virus, beat the shit out of it, put it into a vial full of mercury and go, which, you know, the the anti-vax moms are like, oh my God, heavy metals. And I'm like, look, I get it. Eat a lot of cucumbers for three weeks. You'll be fine. You get it right out of here. It's naturally occurring silica. You'll be good. You'll be good. But Is is that the fix for that? Eat a lot of cucumbers? I've never um, heard that. So silica is supposed to help keep the DNA ties on the end of your, uh, well, DNA ties on the end of your DNA uh, together. And it's supposed to prolong old age. I just know my grandma was hateful as shit and ate a bunch of cucumbers. So something's in them. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's a fix there. What's that? Oh, there it is. 45 minutes? It's our one hour mark, baby. Oh, one hour. So. Um, call it there? Getting close. Okay. But I think that, um, you know, if they're, if, if the vaccine, if it's like a, the old tech of vaccine came in, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. I mean, I took the flu vaccine this year because 
there's nothing worse than having allergies because of God. So this, this shit hit. I've got allergies. I do too. And I'm just snotting and sneezing around. People are like, he's got, he's got the Roma. Yeah, oh God. Like, I ain't got the Kung flu, bro. I'm fine. <laughs> what do they say? Like if you sneeze or cough in public now, it's equivalent to shit in your pants. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I like the one where it's like if your mask is on your nose, it's the equivalent of having your dick out. <laughs> like, I look at those people. I'm like, why? I'm like, like, why bother? It's, uh, you know, it's like putting on, you know, the, the woman with the sheer shirts and no bra. It's like, I get that you're required to, but I feel like that's, that's skirting the rules in a yeah. way that ain't right. So this is your first year getting a flu shot? No. Oh, okay, uh, so you always get it? Uh, no. You know, I'll, I'll get one every couple of years, basically when I remember to. Yeah. But, you know, again, I'm like the concept of staying away from people and washing my hands wasn't new. So. Dude's oh, yeah. clean. Yeah. No, this is, I got my flu shot this year for the first time in my life. And oh, I, wow. Yeah. And I just thought kind of what you were saying, like this might be the year, like maybe I should start kind of taking another chance and or not, not taking really chance, but take a chance on it. Like I've always heard that I'm saying this really stupidly, but if you get the flu shot, you get sick. So there, that's probably there's a chance there. There is a chance because they inject you with the flu. So they give you a low, a low grade or most of the time it's either a dead or a near dead version of the flu. So you mm-hmm. get infected, but it's basically, you know, they beat the shit out of it. They put it in a vial and, go, mm-hmm. and your body goes, oh, we, can, we got we'll this. Hammer it. And then you're good. You got the antibodies and it's figured it out. That is again, an, an older style of tech. Okay. A, the oldest of course is actually introducing a like type virus, cowpox versus smallpox. You introduced cowpox. It was close enough to smallpox that by the time your body built up antibodies and you got introduced to smallpox, uh, body just like nah nah we 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 seen your cousin bro nah we ain't put up the shit gotcha. but now it's a there's it's like an RNA exchange and again I'm I'm gonna stop right there because I don't know enough about the way that the new one works right but because it's so new and it's very atypical from the way that this is introduced people are uh, concerned and hopefully so makes you know, sense any. Anytime you're trying out new tech on a virus that has a 0.03% death rate, which I know people personally who have died of COVID. And you do. Yeah. So wow. it's, it's not a, you know, like, oh, you know, I heard a story about a cousin. So is there a mortality rate? Absolutely. Should it be taken seriously? Yes. Is this something that we need to immediately throw caution to the wind and start vaccinating people? No, but I don't think that's happened. I think that there's been enough tests. I mean, it's what a 90% and you were talking about. So this is the first year for flu mm-hmm. that we took the vaccine. Uh, well you first year, me probably two or three at this point, okay. but you know, the flu, they're only cultivating the most popular strain and what they think is the one that's going to spread around. And so they'll give you that strain. So you can get that, you can be immune to it. And then a different strain hits you and you got the flu. Right. Um, similar to COVID, though we don't know about the mutations. Again, there's one that apparently happened in London, one that may have happened in India, another one in China, but there are mutations. There could be enough of one that this uh, doesn't work, but you'll at least be immune to one strain. And it's going to be a continuing thing. It looks like the you know, exposure and spread rate is going to be similar to the flu. Um, does that mean that we should... You know, after a year, say, nah, you know, we just need to, you know, like come what may. No. But does it mean that we're going to be better at dealing with this and move forward as a society, global society at this point? Sure. I think so. So it's exciting stuff, man. It is. 
on the first year that you can smoke weed with your family, but the gathering of your family is the Hey, required. you know what? I think I saw that as a meme. You may have sent that to me, actually. Yeah, <laughs> you know the good ones. But yeah, I was, I was like, that fucking makes so much sense, though. That's, you know, we do the best we can. And that's it. Well, how do you feel about the old marijuana? Like, starting to be, was it legal in 19 states now? Yeah, we're recreationally legal because yeah. there's, it's been 25, 30 states. It's been um, medically legal. Right. And I know people, like, it was always funny, you know, growing up and you'd see those people be like, oh, look, I got my car. It says I'm medically needed. And I was like, you need a lot? If weed's one, I'm cool. Yeah. But, you know, recreationally legal, um, it's one of those things that it's, you know, people have tried it. People have done it. It's an herb. I've, uh, I've smoked a lot of stogies. I forgot to bring a cigar. Hey, man, I got little mini ones. Oh, shit. Uh, Should we light one up? I mean, sure house. So, well, I'm, hey, man, if you want to keep talking, man, I'm game. Might have one more glass, but uh, you got the stogie, I got the time. So, yeah, no, uh, so you know, you these, get this little mini ones, um, Romeo and Julieta, Romeo and Julieta. Do you smoke a lot of stogies? I've, I've smoked one or two. You know the uh, now you get um you know being being able to like you know smoke or not smoke ganja and uh, taking the Oregon approach and just legalizing everything I like the idea and it's because people people who are seeking drugs are doing it either because they're they've got no other outlet for whatever reason it could be pain it could be uh, boredom it could be um, PTSD. There, there's a ton of outlets for a ton of different drugs. We'll dope people up on Oxycontin all day because, uh, you know, you hurt your ankle. But, you know, somebody wants to smoke a little ganj because they went and pulled their two years of service in the military and they got a little PTSD. And I say a little, but I mean full-blown. You know, you got PTSD and they're, they're dealing with that and being able to just ease off and not have nightmares or something. And you can, you know, take an herb. But no, that's illegal. Doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me. And Oregon is... I, that's what I was getting my thought was Oregon's already legalized everything, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, the idea of taking, and it's a very uh, religious standpoint. People are like, well, you know, I, I don't believe that someone in the right mind would, uh, you know, like, what is it? People who would do drugs will steal. And I've always said, I never give a shit. Somebody's high as a kite or not. I was like, if somebody comes up to you and punches you in the face, the first thing you know, I was like, if you weren't drunk, I'd accept it. <laughs> no, they're gonna be like, "Why'd you hit me in the face?" I don't care why. Yeah, and it's you know people being responsible for their own actions, and we've kind of gotten as a society, at least in the U.S., away from the whole like, "Well, if you take drugs and you're not responsible for your actions, like why?" It's like you took the drugs, you did the actions. Why? Why is there now the separation? And Oregon is a state that's like, look, you know, these people aren't necessarily violent offenders, which is for the first time, a very clean line of demarcation of people being treated as someone who is taking a substance, either recreationally for whatever reason or not, versus a violent offender. You know, we've had uh, tons of people, shout out to my girl Kamala Harris for locking most of them up in you know California. Um, 
nonviolent drug offenders smoking the ganj going to jail. I mean, it's perfect from a penal system standpoint. You get a lucrative contract with the state being able to say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead, just uh, make a ton of money from the fact that I have a minimum occupancy mm-hmm. rule, but uh, I get so much money per head, per person here. And, you know, you just make a ton of money. There's no reason to not lock people up, right? Because at a certain point, then the state starts getting kickbacks, you know, maybe reduce costs, et cetera, et cetera. Well, there's Tax. a lot of we, private prisons who actually mm-hmm. make a lot of money just off. Oh, yeah. Um, like certain criminal or criminal charges, just like marijuana or whatever. And then like prisoners are actually outside their cells having to watch marijuana be sold legally. And like I was, I feel like uh, Oregon. Yeah. Or Colorado's legal there, California. You can get it uh, legally in D.C. You cannot purchase it, but there's actually a, it's a cute little shop I went into. You got to have a, a card or something, right? Hey, you don't have to have a card. So here's what, here's what they do. Went in with a, with a friend of mine. I was like, how does this work? Because I, I was like seeing how like these new kind of legal loopholes work. You go in there and you buy a ridiculously priced item. Could be a, uh, a pamphlet. I think the one guy said, um, I'll, I will be your life coach for one minute. For $60. Okay. With all of my coachings, I'm going to give you, I think it was like a gram or whatever, an ounce or whatever they sell it as, of marijuana of your choice. And you get to choose your gift. Mm-hmm. So by paying them for their service and then gifting you for free, it wasn't a legal uh, or an illegal transaction of money for ganj, which was pretty cool. Yeah, you get, you get the idea of now you have Oregon people who are doing drugs they're you know no different than alcohol in some aspects but they're now being treated instead of violent offenders people who are going beating their wives or children animals you know people who are running into people like running them over while they're drunk or sober doesn't matter if you you mess somebody up in a car crash you messed them up mm-hmm. they're now treating them as you know if, if you want to get help you can get help if you don't we're not going to you know call you an a-hole you you know, some people who may have popped hot on a drug test can't get a job. Well, you can't get a job. What are you doing? I mean, you're going to either steal or you're going to do something to get money to get food. Not a lot of people I know are just going to lay down and die because, like, well, couldn't get a job. Guess I'm out. <laughs> I tried, but whatever. But isn't there a country? Uh, I know it's not. I can't remember if it's Africa or whatever, but they legalized everything also. And then they also started seeing, like, like AIDS go down and crime go down. And there was a lot of pluses to like just saying, Hey, yeah, do whatever the hell you want to. It's no big deal anymore. Well, I don't know. It starts. Yeah. It starts. Oh God. I, um, the girl, she, she's a, uh, she's a journalist for an, um, net geo. I forgot her name. She does that show like traffic it or something. Maria. Something. Slice, by the way. Hey, it's, a, uh, it's not bad, right? It's still an mini excellent, cigar. excellent compliment to the whiskey, sir. That's what I think. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm allowed to. But anyway, yeah, I th- they legalized uh, everything. And all of a sudden, like they started seeing reports like, man, crime's down. Like diseases are down. Right. Like, and it was just like, uh, and like, like kind of what you were saying earlier, like with uh, post-traumatic syndrome, they've noticed that given those guys and girls like psychedelics, mm-hmm. that they've noticed that that's helped immensely with uh, PS- PTSD. P- PTSD. And it was like, man, well, maybe there is something to it. Yeah. And I mean, I've never done those myself at all, but. You stay clean. Stay pure. Well, 
There's us clean living. Drink I remember it. you were talking about that last, like, you know, trying to eat clean, live clean, work out. Clean, yeah. That, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I mean, they're values in my life. And like, you know, I like having drinks and the occasional cigar, but this is not an everyday thing for me because like tomorrow I'm going to work out and plus I want to coach a couple of classes, but I'm not against it by any means. I I'm going to work, not out, but I'll work. <laughs> there you go. But so, yeah. And like, you know, the way I, when I start performing and throwing weight around, like, yeah, I want to be good at it. Right. So, and, you know, and, and there's levels to this shit, you know, like bo- with boxing and MMA and basketball and stuff, you know, you can get so far, but there's like, all right, so what do I need to do to make myself better? How do, what are the other champions doing? I'm excited about that YouTuber fighting Floyd Mayweather. Don't get me wrong. Floyd Mayweather spent the entirety. The guy of, who just knocked out Nate Robinson? Um, Jake, Jake. Uh, uh, is that his name? Look, it doesn't matter. It starts with a J. Damn it. I'm sure it does. Okay. I don't, uh, I, 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 I don't, I need, I don't I keep Googler. up with it. I, I need just, my Googler here. Right. But yeah, he, like he's only fought like a couple uh was that a second or third fight against Nate? Did you did you watch Mike Tyson and Roy Jones fight? No. Okay. I, did, I didn't want to, but even he, though like Tyson he, looked like a beast. Like uh, I saw the uh, dude, warm up. Tyson's a monster right now to be his age and whatever. So would you fight him out? Nope. Nope. Not even at his age. I would not even not even close. But but anyway, continue on with what you're saying, but like he uh like after the fight, he knocked out Nate, and it was like a good punch. Like it's actually, you know, like Joe Rogan was talking about, like saying, Hey, he actually has a little bit of skill. And, uh, yeah, yeah he, but he called out Floyd Mayweather and I think he always called out Conor McGregor too. And I was like, oh, bro. So <laughs> you knocked out an athlete, but he's never really boxed in his life. I mean, Floyd Mayweather spent the entirety of his career and formative childhood, apparently, never learning how to read, but learning how to box. It is like he, first of all, he's got legs and lungs for days. He can run around the ring and tire you out. Um, his defense, like if you ever watch, it's sad when the other person tries to punch him because they're either tired of chasing him and he's just like, okay, you finally caught me. Block, block, block. Like technically perfect blocks. And he's like, okay, there's nothing. And he'll either like give you a, a pot shot or he actually knows how to hit you. Yeah. The man is the highest paid professional boxer for a reason. You don't have to like how he does it. He flaunts it too, man. Uh, dude, I would. Like he is. If you the, had that type of money? I don't He's know an if apex I, predator. I, I He's said, an apex predator. He knows it. That's a good term. No, I don't. You know, I don't think. I don't know, man. You know, you say that now, but when you actually have that type of money, you know, how would you be, and how would it change? You know, that's completely lifestyle change. I mean, oh yeah, millions upon millions. I mean, so how do you actually live your life if I've never had that type of money? Me either. Maybe I would just. I'm ready. I'm ready. I can do know, it. Yeah. Put me oh, in, coach. Trust me. Yeah. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. But like, you know, like I say that now, but, or, well, you know, like I know people back in my home, well, I'm not going to say anything, but I know I've heard of people that have, you know, multi-millions, but they still like basically just dress as a bomb and drive like an old Ford Ranger truck and, right. you know, they don't show it at all. But is that just because they grew up like, hey, I've never had anything. I just want to keep it that way or. I had a million different stories and a million different Yeah. Outcomes. I mean, it was just like, hey, I need to show off everything I have just to show that I'm well off and not prove myself which there's nothing wrong with that i mean there there is that like you know let me let me show how well i'm doing versus how well i'm actually doing versus i think there's a maturity that comes from having money but not having to exploit the fact that you have money and that you live your life in a way that benefits you and benefits those around you but isn't flashy but there's also a benefit so let's let's say your business model is the kardashians um, just getting famous off who they are. 
So they they are famous because they exist. Because Ray J threw a bone to one of them, and boom, famous. They, um, I think, uh, wasn't their father the uh, OJ lawyer? One of? Uh, no. No. Like, yeah. Uh, who was the the uh, the track athlete? Oh no, that's Bruce Jenner. Yeah, um, now that's Caitlyn Jenner. Well, that married in. Oh, okay. But, there we um, go. I don't no, keep up with that pop culture that much. I mean, I try to keep up a little bit, but well, no, from a, from a legitimate it. business model, they provide nothing other than the idea of wealth okay. and what it can do for you, the idea of beauty and what it can do for you. Okay. Um, I think it was uh, Kylie that was the youngest billionaire because she started up a Kickstarter and said, I want to be the youngest billionaire. Boom, 21. Enough people donated to her to make her the youngest billionaire ever. I mean, what kind of people are donating to that? Um, the kind of people that are helping produce the sort of culture that allows people. So, you know, you're building your brand. You're doing your YouTube video. You're doing your podcast. Yeah. You know, people want to see aspects that they're trying to improve or that they idealize. Okay. And the Kardashian business model is this is a lifestyle that you would like to cultivate. Allow me to show you what that looks like. And you know, you can, you can hate them. You can love them. It doesn't matter. Um, they got enough followers at this point that they're going to do them, but it's a, hmm. it is the purest form outside of organized religion that sells nothing and garners a great price for it. I'm trying to wrap my head around. Like, I just can't imagine like, it's crazy, and like they're, they're not I offering see, anyone. I, I like, try to see both sides of it, you know. Like, why would I give money to the Kardashians, and why would I not? And it's just like, I, you know, like because I want to see what the Kardashians succeed on. Or did they have a TV show? They used to, I think. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's like, why? I know, I know. At some point, they had one, and I only keep up with it enough. Again, from a business model perspective, I I enjoy seeing various business models, yeah. how those are built, how those are created. What is the good that is produced and what is the input to produce that good? And the input is simply the, uh, so um, I love the Instagram followers. There's a, um, there's a, there's actually an Instagram group that is influencers in the wild. And I really oh, like yeah, it yeah, I because that. it's people who are trying to say, look at me, I'm attractive, I'm successful, I'm wealthy, I'm doing what you would like to do, I'm doing the thing. And it's either because it's unattainable to you or it's something that maybe you miss. Like, oh, you know, I went to Bali. I myself have never went to Bali. I'm like, oh, Same. I'd like to see some of that. Or it's like, oh, you know, these uh, these girls that get these thirst follows, making, uh, you know, like some, some rent, like OnlyFans or whatever. OnlyFans. And it's amazing how you can make pretty legitimate money um, and it's not so dissimilar from what happened in the 2007 housing crash. So, you know, I'm going to wrap a little knowledge around this, not to be a creeper. So in 2007, they were doing interviews, 2007 to nine of women who were in strip clubs. Okay. What is your education level? 40 to 60%. And again, I'm, I'm kind of pulling these numbers out. So take it with a grain of salt. 40 to 60% of them were post-masters. Like they're either master's level or beyond. They're, I, they're at least... Girls working at a strip club girls had a, strip a master's club. degree in their belt. Yeah, at least at least undergrad and working on the master's or had their master's. Hmm. And it was the housing market had fell. 
and there was not a way at their age to be able to make the kind of money that they would be able to make that would either allow them to start their own business, pay their bills or whatever, or they did it as a side hustle. It's like, look, it's like I'm not having to do anything that I find overly disgusting. People are looking at me. Yeah. People look at me anyways. And it was, it was a very interesting take on that kind of work as to who's doing it because it's always like, oh, you know, um, this person has problems. I guess they're going to go and uh, work at the local club. And no, it's like actually daddy issues, go daddy work issues, yeah, go work things the, like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, um, this isn't something that's about issues. This is about a dollar for hour gain. And uh, that's something I like to close on. You know, people, people talk about like, oh, you know, you're spending money. You're like, no, you're spending time. What is your time worth to you? What are you bartering it for? And um, I think it was, it was Samuel L. Jackson. It wasn't Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan makes way too much off apparel. Um, but he was saying, um, you're not wearing like somebody was like, oh, you know, look at my $50 white polo. I think Kanye was selling those for like 50 bucks. I won't doubt it. And uh, it's like, you're not wearing a $50 polo. You make 12 bucks an hour. Like you, you're wearing five hours of your life. And when you think about that perspective, it's a big deal. Five hours of your life. Yeah. I never even thought about it like that. Huh. Makes you think a little bit. So what do you think? So when these girls, like I've been doing a few strip clubs in my day. So when they're actually telling you. I might have seen one from a distance. (laughs) So actually when you're telling or, uh, you know, not telling. When you actually go to these girls and like you're talking to them in the strip club or whatever and they say like, hey, I'm working on my nursing degree or whatever. They halfway might be actually telling you the truth. Uh, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You know, there's people are in it for all sorts of reasons. And I know some people will like give them every dollar they have. I've seen it. But but still in a fact, like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, kind of how we're, we were talking about earlier, like with education and like, you know, you plan on like, oh, yeah, if I make this degree, I'll make this much. And if I get my master's, I'll make more. But every when I get out, oh shit, I'm only making thirty five k a year or whatever. But like if I go just, hey, I'll just take my bra off and dance around. Get swinging six figures club of boys, you know. Like, uh, I mean, there was um, to uh, to tell you in my younger days, there was a lady that um, I saw and she was dancing. I talked to her and I was like, so we're in Vegas. I was like, so how much money you make, and uh, where are you from? Like, really? Like, I'm just curious. Are you living in Vegas? Or? No, I wasn't living in Vegas at the time. I was just, I was just there visiting. No, I've never been uh, there, dude. Uh, I've heard good things. It shout out Trevor and James. It's uh, it's a place, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, you need to go there once, twice. No. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't mean but to Go ahead, continue. I didn't mean. Oh. I was just wondering. No, no, it's um. So she was like, "Yeah, you know, I live in uh, I live in Florida." I was like. She's like, I live in Florida. I was like, that's a two-hour plane ride. And she's like, yeah, you know, I can come here on the weekends and make enough money. Because I was like, are, are you really in school? And she's like, yeah, you know, I go to like you, you Miami or whatever. And of course, it's like a decade maybe ago because I'm an old fuck at this point. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you know, um, I'm going to like you, know, you Miami. And it paid. It was It was lucrative enough for her to do a weekly plane ride. So she paid for her ticket. She paid for her hotel stay in Vegas for her to spend three days. She, she had all her classes done on Thursday, hop on a plane Thursday night, go over Friday, Saturday, Sunday, take the red eye on Sunday, come back to Florida, go to class, paid for everything. Whole thing. Like she, she's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to college, finish out scot-free. 
I mean, I why mean, not? That ain't chump change. No, that's, it's definitely that's not. That's legitimate, you know, when you're talking about interest rates and stuff, even at, you know, what is it, like 6%, 10%? I don't know. Well, I mean. Depends you know, on where you get well, it from. Well, but. well, yeah, I mean, it depends because, like, when I had my, when I did my master's degree, I think my interest was like 7%. Right. But one thing I found out was that, you know, you can claim bankruptcy on a lot of loans, but not no. school loans, man. And there's people still like, you know, they get the, um, their social security doc because they haven't paid off their fucking school loans or whatever. Right. And yeah, they went to a prestigious school or whatever, but What to do for them? Exactly. At what fucking cost now? Your whatever age and- Opportunity cost. Radford, Radford taught me one thing in business school. Uh, well, many things, but the one thing was like opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best illustration of that story was- if you are a lawyer making 50 bucks a year or 50 bucks an hour yeah. a year, Jesus. So 50 bucks an hour <laughs> and you are hosting a dinner party at six, but you, you could cook all of the food and prepare it and take a half day. So four hours, $200, mm-hmm. or you could pay a professional chef $25 an hour mm-hmm. to do it for two hours and they would prepare it. Which one is the better value? And a lot of people would say, well, if I pay the chef, I'm spending, you know, 50, maybe more dollars to, you know, buy their services. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but if you're a lawyer, you're foregoing $200 at the expense of, you know, 50, $75. So you're losing money. And that, my friends, is the essence of government work. Bam, brother. All right. Well, I'll cheers you. Oh, shit. And I'm going to hit the high road. All right. Well, I'll put a little something right, in there. Give, give me a little, hold on. I'll just I'll give me a little swig and get taste again for the end, for the nightcap. For the road. For the, yeah, for your road, man. But yeah, cheers to me. And, hey, man, I appreciate your time. Likewise. Health, health, love, and wealth. All to you, brother. That's it. Well, since it's on audio, here's to it and to it again. If you ever get to it, don't do it. We never get to it to do it again. Hey, man. That's what the college we used to drink by. Mm-hmm. But again, John, appreciate you being here. Appreciate you talking to me. Appreciate your time. I think it was a good episode, man. I, it was I, great. I'm pumped. Excited to I'm see, hype, man. See more of them. We're going to get no uh, doubt, man. More people in here. No doubt. Like, yeah, eventually I plan on. Uh, Having like a three or four person setup, oh, like shit. trying to get the boys going. All right, yeah, like you know, just we'll put a couple screens up, talk shit. Exactly, man. Like you know, I'll try to get like you know, if we actually want to talk about something, pull it up there. Like, let's actually see. Hold on, bro. <laughs> you know? And like, well, we'll see if you're fact fact checked. Fact, fact check in real time. Exactly, man. But I've, I've again, heard about that was very popular this year. Oh yeah, yeah, especially you know. But anyway, again, thank you, man. Thank you. This was fun. I love this. Yeah, likewise. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. Hopefully, and uh, again, this is. You want to tell people how to get at you if they want to? Yeah. Um, Big John Dub on Instagram? Or you don't want to put that out there? Oh, Jesus. What am I on Instagram? Shit. I think it's uh, Big John W7 on Instagram. Instagram. So. Good deal, yeah. man. All right, no, again. No spaces, no nonsense. I've been on there for too long. Yeah, well, I don't have any listeners I got going on, but again, if anyone wants to see you up more on yes. your world and stuff, man, you'll be back on here. And again, uh, thank you. And I think, right, that's it. I think that's it, man. Holler. All right. Goodbye, folks. <laughs>